Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to go and talk about on-grid and off-grid solar. What's the difference? Okay, so off-grid solar basically infers and applies that you're not connected to the local grid power. So your local electricity company. When you are grid tied like a grid tied solar system um, you are still connected to the grid right your electric company so there's two major differences here off grid and on grid so now when you do build a solar system you can build the solar system um, very similar in some aspects but also in some aspects it will also be very different okay now, here's the two major differences. When you are off-grid and you are building a off-grid solar system to power your home, uh, you, you cannot rely on the grid because it doesn't exist. The grid is not even near you. So like an example, I have a brand new off-grid home uh, and it's all solar powered and I have a micro wind turbine that's, that helps add power to the system at night and stuff. I am 20 miles away from any electrical grid. So I am 100% off-grid with my power needs, okay? Now, when you do that, um, there will be more cost involved when you build your solar system, okay? Because there's going to be more components. Now, if you're on-grid, you can still build a solar system, but you won't have to have as many as much components in order to make your system work, okay? But there's some upsides and downsides to both scenarios okay now if you're on the grid most of the time depending on your area the state that you're in or the county uh, they may require you to actually pull a permit in order to install solar on your property or on your home okay when you're off grid in most cases no permit is needed because you're completely off grid you're not tying in to any existing grid, right? So pros and cons to everything. Now, when you're living off-grid, you're going to require batteries. Batteries is your storage, is where all your energy is going to go during the day or even the night when you're generating electricity to be charged into your battery. Your battery is like a big gas tank, right? The bigger the gas tank you have, the longer you can go, meaning the longer you can run your TV or your refrigerator or your lights, right? So kind of think about it in those terms. Now, when you're on grid, you don't necessarily need any batteries unless you want a battery backup. So if the power goes down, you can switch over to your batteries. But in most cases, when you have a grid-tied solar system, most people don't have batteries. So basically the way it works with a grid tie system is you have solar panels and you have 
a couple components in between. You have some um, disconnect switches to disconnect the electricity from the solar panels if you ever need to, if you ever need to do that. A couple breakers. Uh, and then it goes into a, um, a grid tie inverter. Okay, A grid tie inverter basically takes the, the solar panel power, the energy that's in DC. It's a DC voltage. All solar panels are DC. It takes the DC voltage and it turns it into AC. So in a sense, it's like a regular inverter. If you was to connect to a DC, like a battery, and on the other side, you would have a, you know, an AC plug that you could plug in your lights or whatever it may be. In this case, um, we're going directly from solar panels through your breakers and your disconnect switch to your grid tie inverter. And your grid tie inverter actually, depending on the brand and the make and the model, um, can vary a little bit, but there's going to be a cable that comes off. And some of the cheaper in grid tie inverters have a plug. That plug, you actually plug into a plug that's on your home because it's going to convert the DC power to AC power and start pumping all that power from your solar panels back through that plug into the grid. Okay. Now with grid tie inverters, what they'll do is, depending on the brand and um, the style, what it'll do is it'll match the frequent frequency of your current grid power, right? So you can be running on 50 hertz, 60 hertz. You know, the voltage might be 115, 120, um, give or take, right? Um, depending on your area and how they're supplying the power to your home. And the grid tie inverter will match that. And then once it matches it, it'll now go ahead and allow the power or energy from your solar panels to now be pumped or pushed into your house and it basically ties into the grid so your house is connected to the grid to either underground power lines or above ground power lines and it basically pushes it back now what happens when you do a grid tie system is because you have an electrical meter on your home that's how they determine how much you pay monthly right they look at your electrical meter see how much kilowatt hours you're using and depending on the area that you live in uh, here's an example in hawaii it is 40 45 cents per kilowatt hour and i believe it's actually going to be going up to 55 cents per kilowatt hour okay now in other areas it may be cheaper it may be more expensive it's just it's going to vary a lot now what's going to happen is so let's say you're using a thousand watts of power so you have a vacuum cleaner on and it uses a thousand watts and you have a thousand watts of solar panels on your roof. What's going to happen is you could actually turn on your, you can run anything you want in your home, obviously, but what's going to happen is, so you're using a thousand watts on that device, that vacuum cleaner. You also have a thousand watts being pushed back in from the sun, from your solar panels. So what happens is basically you basically come, you, you zero out. That's the easiest way to explain it is you basically zero out. So your meter technically would not even move. So instead of it spinning and adding up the kilowatt hours, it's going to almost stop or slow down completely because you're matching the amount of power coming in from your solar panels to the load that you're using in your home. So, so if you had a thousand watts of solar roughly and your appliance is using roughly 1000 watts as well, the, the meter would almost basically stop and not move at all. Or it'd be very, it'll slow down the meter. Now what's going to happen is, so now let's say you turn off that load on your home. So you're not using a thousand watts anymore. Maybe you're using 200 watts in your home, but you have a thousand watts of solar coming in. 
So what's going to happen? It's actually going to either completely stop your meter from spinning because you have more power coming in than you're actually consuming in your home, right? Now, depending on the type of meter you have, it, may, it might actually end up spinning your meter backwards, not forward, backwards, which is great because what happens is you're able to, um, how do I think, how, how do I explain this? You're able to counter the amount of power you have been using. So obviously we only have so many hours in the day that has sun, right? So let's say you had sun for five hours and you had a thousand watt solar, a thousand watts of solar panels on your house. That would be 5,000 watts. That would be five kilowatt hours of power that you would now push backwards, okay? And when you push it backwards, basically you're offsetting what you've used during the night. So it can, it can definitely decrease your electricity bill by a lot. But obviously there is going to be an initial, um, you know, setup cost, buying your solar panels, the wiring, the installation. And a lot of people can do this themselves. And if you don't feel comfortable, there's companies out there that can do it for you. Okay. Now in some states, in some counties, you are allowed to actually push back. I mean, you can push back power anyway, but you can actually get paid for all the extra power you push back. Right? So let's say you put a 10,000 watt solar system on your home, but your daily needs only come out to 5,000. Well, that extra 5,000 that the grid, the, the power is being pushed back to the grid, where the grid can use that power and, you, and push that power someplace else to another home, they will actually pay you for all that extra power that you're not using. Now, that's going to vary depending on the county and the state that you're in. In the current state that I'm in, in Hawaii, many years ago, they did what was called um, net metering, um, where you could actually push power back and whatever you didn't consume or use, they would send you a check, right? Because you're pushing power back to them and they can use that power someplace else. Well, they have stopped that. It's been, I think, about five years now where Hawaii, which is, seems outrageous to me, honestly, that they would even consider doing this, but they've done it is that they have basically tapered or stopped everyone from, from being able to push power back. You can push power back, but you cannot exceed what your house is using. So in, initially what they've done is, essentially what they've done is, they have stopped the net metering program. And they did that because they were paying out too much money to all these people that have solar systems on their home. Right? Because keep in mind, we do live in Hawaii. So we have a lot of solar. You know, this is one of the best places for solar. It's tropical weather year-round here, right? We don't have snow. We have winter, obviously, like any place else in the world. But it's nowhere near the type of environment that a lot of people may have to experience in the mainland or across the world where it's snowing and, you know, that kind of stuff. So here it's a very, it's a very great place to have solar. But because the electrical company has been losing money, um, they have basically made it where you can zero out on your bill but you still have to pay a $20 service fee to them every month, right? So, you know, that's just how it is, you know, at least here. So it's kind of a downer because, uh, you know, let's say you have all this extra solar and you're pushing it back. They won't actually give you anything for it. In fact, they, they have gotten kind of greedy here, I'll be honest with you, that if you actually push back way more power than you're using, they will actually charge you for the power that you're pushing back to the grid after you hit zero. <laughs> I 
Uh, so it's, it's ironic, very ironic. Okay, so that's the kind of the basics of a grid tie solar system, right? So basically you're able to either um, counter the amount of power that you're using or zero out or even push back and sell back some of the power that you're not consuming. Now let's talk about off-grid solar. So off-grid solar is exactly what it says, off the grid, right? So you're not connected to any grid. So in this case, we are not going to be able to push any power back to the grid because we're not connected to it. In this case, what we're doing is all the solar power that we're accumulating during the day from our solar panels are now being pushed into a battery bank. That battery bank holds all the energy for you. It's like basically filling up your gas tank, your, your gas tank in your car, right? Through the day, the sun is just pushing that, that gas into that gas tank and it's, and it's basically sitting in that vessel, right? And then later on, when you need that power, you can easily now turn on a light and you now have power because you have storage, right? So in a basic solar system, the way it's set up is you will basically have a couple components. You will have solar panels. You will have disconnect switches. You will have some breakers. Uh, you will have a battery bank. So in my case, I am using lithium-ion batteries. I am using Tesla batteries, right? And um, if you're not familiar with my channel on YouTube, definitely check it out. Modern Off-Grid DIY. I have close to, oh, I have over 500 videos and I share exactly how I was able to build my home off-grid and have endless power. I can run anything. There is no difference between my home and your home. The only difference is, is that I don't pay an electricity bill and I can still run everything, microwaves, you know, um, dishwashers, refrigerators, um, anything that I want to run, I can easily run. So um, you will have your solar panels, you will have your disconnect switches, you'll have your breakers, you will have your batteries. Now there's a lot of options for batteries. There's lead acid batteries, lithium ion batteries, gel batteries. Uh, there's, the list goes on and on. Depending on the type of battery that you like, that would be more specific to your needs, right? There's definitely pros and cons to different batteries, um, but that will be for another episode here on the podcast. That way I can talk more about batteries. But this episode here is just to kind of get your head wrapped around the differences between off-grid and on-grid solar, okay? So now after you, you have your batteries or you've, you made a decision what type of batteries you're going to be using to store all this power, you now need to have a way to convert the DC power that you have in the battery to AC power for your home. So that's when a, where a inverter comes into play. So earlier we talked about a grid tie inverter. In this case, when you're off-grid, we're not utilizing a grid-type inverter anymore. We are using a basic pure sine wave inverter. It takes DC power and converts it into AC power and a very clean sine wave. They do have modified sine wave inverters, but I highly would suggest you to stay away from modified sine wave inverters. They're a lot cheaper for a reason because the sine wave that's coming off of that inverter is very dirty. And a lot of our uh, modern day appliances like our TVs and certain things that we use in our home does not like that dirty sine wave from a modified sine wave inverter, okay? And what'll happen is it'll either shorten the lifespan of that appliance or actually just burn it out. So when you use a pure sine wave inverter, pure sine wave inverter is basically the almost, it's pretty much the exact same sine wave that you have if you're connected to the grid. So that way you can run everything very smoothly. So on my system, I have two outback inverters. 
um, and they're both of them are pure sine wave. So I can easily run everything in my home for many, many, many years and never have to worry about any problems. Okay, but there is a price difference between pure sine and modified sine wave inverters. Okay, so that's the basic understanding of you know on grid and off grid, um, kind of condensed into a very short description here for you guys. So um, in the next episodes or so, I will be going into more detail about how to hook these systems up, the pros and cons between different type of batteries, how to wire your solar panels, how to pick your solar panels, because not every solar panel is made the same. There is, um, you know, monocrystalline and polycrystalline solar panels. There's a big difference between the, the, the different styles there. You know, I'll be going over my micro wind turbines. I'll be going over everything. Um, that way, maybe yourself or others that are thinking about maybe either going on-grid or off-grid um, with solar, you have some type of information to kind of get your head wrapped around some of the information. And so that's the whole point of my YouTube channel is to inspire others to think outside the box. I like to push the envelope and like to think outside the box as much as I can. Um, and you'd be surprised what you can accomplish by just opening your mind up to different aspects, right? So... Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in for my Modern Off-Grid DIY podcast here. Definitely check out my YouTube channel. That way you guys can catch up on some visuals. Um, I have a lot of videos covering a lot of topics for my home. So definitely check it out. That way you can really get involved here. Uh, the next episode will be coming up soon. Definitely stay tuned, guys. And thanks for your support. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast, available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY, inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash freeyourmind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.